Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. Join me as we have a real life discussion on how to change your life by changing your thoughts. Remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth. Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. My name is Sloan Fremont, and I'm your host. And this is a podcast where we talk about really what goes on inside our head um, all day, every day, right? <laughs> and what I'm talking about there is those thoughts that we have that run 24-7, and those, sh- those thoughts are what shape our reality. So each week, I like to bring you guests that help us dig into, the, into a relevant topic as it relates to um, the, our way of thinking with the goal of coming out on the other side um, with new ideas, new perspectives, new ways of, of looking at what m- might feel like something normal in your life. But hopefully what we talk about today will give you a new perspective so you can move on and, and live the life that you're meant to live. And joining me today is a friend of the show, Alex Martin. Alex has been on the show before. I want to welcome you back. I'm so happy you're here. And thanks for having me back. I'm glad to be back. Thanks. Yeah. So today um, we're going to talk about communication and we've got three really big points here, communicating in ways that other people can hear, Mm -hmm. conflict resolution and pathways to redemption. Yeah. So Alex, you want to introduce yourself before we get started? Well, sure. Um, my name is Alex Martin. Hey, how you doing? Um, I am a videographer and communicator by trade. Uh, I'm currently employed as a sort of a project manager uh, for a software development company. That's not really relevant to this, so we don't have to go into that. But what I do most of the time, most of my days is listen to people and talk to people. And I do a lot of translating from sort of user speak to text speak to client speak to tool speak. So languages, uh, English languages, technical languages, computer languages are, are, are like, I'm in there all day. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I can yeah. relate to that. Cause I do the same. Yeah. <laughs> I've done the same for a long time. So, and even if you're not a technical person, I think sure. the topic of communication is something that can benefit anyone. So if better communication interests you, if you're looking for improved ways to handle conflict resolution, stay tuned to this episode, because I really think there's something yeah. for everyone today. Yeah. You know, you talk about communication can be good for you. If, and I'm just going to get right into it. I'm sorry. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like when a lot of people say I'm a great communicator, what they're mm-hmm. really saying is I speak well. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people fail or, or maybe just don't put enough emphasis on the listening part. Yeah. Um, and, but there's really four parts to communication. I mean, there's probably a lot, but just four that I'm thinking of. So there's being able to articulate your ideas well. Right. So that they appear in the mind of the person you're talking to. Right. That's mm-hmm. what being a good communicator kind of means to most of us. Um, hearing the other person so that their ideas are clearly communicated back to you. Right. Um, but then also making sure that that other person hears what you're saying. Yeah. Which I think is a subtle difference. And sometimes you have to adjust the way you speak um, to get to make sure that they are perceiving you the way you intend to be perceived. Uh, and also listening to people the way that they're communicating rather than the way you might have said something or, or yes. what you might be expecting them to be saying. So it's, it's, it's two types of two-way streets, you know, both on the communicating and the listening side. I feel like you have to be not only good at it on the output, but good at it on the input as well. Yes. And, you know, talking back on the, on the type of work that we do, that's very similar. One of the best compliments I ever got was somebody told me that I, I, I speak to hear what the other person is saying. Yeah. And so often, probably everybody listening can recognize when you have, when you know that person who talks 
and they pause, but they're not hearing what you're saying. All they're doing is waiting for themselves to be able it's to their speak turn again. again. <laughs> right, right. And they're so like ready for their next sentence right. or whatever they want to get out. They're not listening to what you say. Super frustrating, super annoying. There's it's it's there's very little, um, I think, communi- valuable communication in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And so having that ability to see it both ways and be able to adjust because that adjustment is important, too, because not everybody communicates in the same way. Not everybody. And, and often we, we sometimes will overlay what we think we heard on top of what somebody said. Right. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you know, a lot of times when I'm talking to people, I'll stop in the middle of what I'm saying and I'll go, does that make sense? That's mm-hmm. like almost, you know, like a, like a punctuation mark for me. Yeah. Um, does that make sense? Does that make sense? I'm, I'm checking, I'm giving them air to like sort of ask questions or do follow-ups. Sometimes I'll even ask if I'm not seeing what it looks like recognition. I'm like, could you repeat that back to me? Yeah. Like in your own words? Yes. Um, you know, and, and I, I, can I get a little backstory on this? Sure. Go for it. Um, I, I really, this for, I've been doing this for a long time, but it really became uh, aware of it very recently. Uh, I'm sure a lot of your viewers have heard of the five love languages, right? Yes. Uh-huh. So um, uh, I was having a conversation with somebody a couple of years back about this and they're like, oh, the five love languages. I've never heard of it at the time. So we did the exercise and I'm like, oh, interesting. So not only is it important to understand how I communicate, but also to understand that it's different from the way the other person communicates. Um, in like those ways I talked about earlier, let's say mm-hmm. that I'm an acts of service person in the love languages sort of, you know, uh, concept. Um, when I do a thing, Hey, let me help you. Let me, let me be there for, let me support you in your project. To me, that's communicating something. But if that other person is a, a words of affirmation person, they're not going to hear what I'm saying the way I'm saying it. They're just gonna be like, Oh yeah, right. thanks for the help. They're not hearing the, I love you. That's behind it. Right. Right. right? They're not, they're not hearing it the way that I'm saying it. Um, and likewise, when they're like, you know, giving me words of affirmation, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's great. But let me help you with something. You know? <laughs> right. Right. So I'm not hearing them say what they're trying to really say with those statements and those right. words. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I wanted to talk about talking to people in ways that they hear. It's not enough to know, hey, I'm a words of, I'm a, I'm a, a access service guy. I need to also be able to communicate using words of affirmation effectively to that person yeah. who, who yeah. expects to hear that. And I need to make sure that when I communicate through access service, that they're hearing it. Uh, not say, hey, look at the thing I did for you, but let them know, hey, I do this because, you know, I think you're a great person, you know, right. and translate it into their, uh, I, I really love your work. I think you've got a beautiful voice. I really love to see you uh, on stage performing in front of people. And I'm happy when you're successful. That's why I want to help and do these things for you. That's me saying I love you, you know. Um, right. So it's on me to to do that and to like help them do it as well. If maybe I don't know that there is, I don't know, mature in their communication. It's, it's on me to do it, not to expect other people to do it. You know? Right. And I think that's so interesting. I, I actually was just talking about this yesterday. One of my old jobs that I had, they used to do this personality testing that placed people in different colors right. and the color indicated what your personality type was. So green was very analytical. Blue okay. was very emotional. Orange was free thinker didn't sure, want to, sure. you know, we love to do so these the, kinds of type tests, right. things, yeah. whatever they are, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and so what it, people would do is they would put that on their signature and their email, or they would put it up in their cubicle or whatever. Wear a so tag. You knew, <laughs> right. Basically it was like, you knew what that person was. Okay. In my, uh, and it was only at work though, too, because you yeah. have different styles, you know, in your relationships and your family dynamics and your friends and at work. And, and this was particularly for work, but I, I did actually find that helpful because in, in, 
my work, I'm very analytical. I'm very to the point. I'm not a, like, I don't usually do a lot of small talk or, you know, but then there's people who are the more that in this situation, they were the blue color. So they were very emotional. So they needed the touchy feely to get started. And And you're like, just get to the point. (laughs) Right. And I'm like, why am I wasting my time on this? Right. I don't know. Let's just get to it. Right. It's important to them. Exactly. And so that, that for me was very eye opening, And it was a, a opportunity, I think, to allow myself to get outside of myself and see how other people do things. And that just because I do it, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the way I do it, but it's not the only way. Right. There's nothing. Go ahead. Well, I just think when we're communicating, we're so used to, we're we're so comfortable with our own communication style that we forget that other people do it different ways. Right, right. If I'm a, a green person in that in that uh, way of thinking, and I'm a very get to the point, you know, just the facts, ma'am, kind of guy. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm good at communicating. I'm really good at getting to the point and getting to the facts, right? But then I'm talking to somebody with a blue tag on, and they're just like, "Why are you ignoring my feelings? Why do you right. not care about the backstory? Why why are you interrupting me when I'm trying to tell you why this is important to me?" Uh, I'm like, "Well, maybe I'm not as good as communicating as I thought I was." Right. Um, but oh, hopefully, also they're doing the same thing. They're like trying to express themselves. And they're like, "Wait, I'm talking to a guy with a green." tag he just wants the facts maybe i don't need to to tell this emotional story yes um did you find that uh when you were in your personal life you were wishing you could see those color codes too (laughs) yes for sure and i also found that for me for many years because doing project management management type work i mean i can remember being on um projects with other coworkers, and we would actually whiteboard our own personal issues out right as if it was a project and I remember (laughs) there was a day we sat there and we were like right we were like as much as we wish our life would could be ran by a project it just simply doesn't work outside of the job right and and then it kind of became a joke but in in that example what you're saying about the green and blue person potentially working together it was also interesting for me to realize that I may be really good at getting at the answer, but if I'm swinging elbows and stepping on feet the whole way mm-hmm. to get there, I didn't mm-hmm. really probably do it in the best possible way. Right. Cause yeah. there's more to it than just getting to the answer or, right. or solving the problem. Right. And you got to build think, relationships. You got to exactly. like communicate with people. It's more than just getting information. It's about that, that bi-directional connection that you have with people. Yes. And especially yeah. in this, in, in, in anything, especially in project work, but I think this goes for anything in life that, people have to feel heard. And often in the type of work I do, a lot of my first meetings with people is just letting them vent, letting them talk Mm -hmm. at the beginning so they can get it out because they've never been able to do that before. (laughs) Nobody's ever listened to me before. Exactly. (laughs) And that's how you build the the trust and the, you know, and the the confidence and you get, you actually get what you want. So it's, um, it's, it's very interesting to think about communication outside of our own minds and start to pay attention in that way. I think. Well, I've got another little anecdote and it might lead us into the next topic. Um, I used to work with somebody that was a very close friend of mine. Uh, we had been roommates. We, we, had n- we were never intimately involved. So to be clear about that, but we had been roommates. We had traveled together. Uh, we were very close friends. We socialized a lot. And then we became colleagues as a result of sort of our changing um, work lives, uh, which was, which is really great. You know, I'm like, I trust you. There's a, a strong relationship there. So all the relationship part had already been built. Now we had to learn to work together. So yeah. kind of differently than a lot Backwards of people. Backwards almost, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I was an outside contractor to her company and she would uh, send me an email. This is what we want to do and we want this stuff and this is kind of the way we want it to look and how it should work and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, it was just brick wall of text. At the end, it was like thoughts, question mark. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I've got thoughts. You know? <laughs> right. Are, are you sure you want to hear? My, I, and for some reason, that really sort of like chapped me. Yeah. And I, I didn't know why for the longest time. 
And it just kind of was a strain on our working relationship. I mean, I'd answer the emails, but it would take me a day or two to get back to them because I'd need to like, you know, digest okay, it. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Let my thoughts go before yeah. I started to approach the question. Yeah. Um, and then at one point I realized that I was doing that and that it wasn't good for us. And it was making yeah. me not want to talk to her. Right. And uh, so I, I took her out to dinner uh, as a friend. So I'm like, look, I, I, let me take you out to dinner. Let me, let's talk about our work relationship. I want to tell you how to get me to do what you want. This was my approach. And she's like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> let's do this. Uh, and I told her, look, if you want to activate me, instead of saying blah, 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 thoughts, say this. Hey, Alex, if you were going to do this thing, how would you do it? Right. Now, that doesn't mean you don't get to tell me what your thoughts are. The, the, the next paragraph can be that whole thing, right? Uh, about your, you know, your, the research you've done, your perspective, your expectations, you know, your suggestions for tools or, or methodologies to use. That's fine. I, I, I'm, I'm happy to have that. But if you engage my problem solving in the first paragraph, by the time I get to the bottom of that email, I've already got your problem half solved. Right. Or at least a proposal for it. And right. now we're just talking about yeah, go or no go and, and time and money. Right. Um, and she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, try it. You know, so, you know, maybe I could have just sort of, oh, well, I'll just deal with this and I'll just be cool and I'll just like answer the questions. Let it go. But really, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But going to her and saying, here's a more effective way to activate me, to get me to do what you want, really, really made a big difference. Um, and it took me a while to figure out why the thoughts thing chapped me, but that's not really relevant. Um, just going to that other person and giving them the keys. Here's how I can be talked yeah. to more effectively. You know? Yeah. And I, I'm dealing with a similar situation in my own professional life now with someone who does something very similar and it's very irritating <laughs> and it's very, um, you know, I, I've tried, I've been the same. I've tried to figure out what, what exactly is the problem here? Why am I irritated I think, by this? <laughs> right. And I think what you're saying, like in the example you're saying is, if someone's coming to me and asking me for advice, then ask me for the advice. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me all the things and then ask me sure. at the end, like, what, what's your goal here? What are you trying to get from me? Right. And that the way you approach that, having that, that resolution in such a, a very um, easy, lighthearted, like, real way is right. so simple, right? It was so simple, but we often don't do that because we don't want to speak up. We want, it's right. easier to stay in the shadows. It's easier to stay in the back and complain to your friends or complain to yourself right. about. I'll just vent about it. And then right. the resentment it, builds up and then I just kind of avoid that person. And then the yes. problem goes away. No, it doesn't. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I've been, there's something I've been thinking about lately and I'm actually going to do another show on this about, yeah. um, about retreating or that like pulling back when something happens yeah. and the, the fractured results that yeah. happened because of that. Yeah. And like you're saying in this, you could, that French, you could have kept pulling back until that friendship fractured and yeah. it would have been easy to blame it on a million things. Well, she's this way or, or he never reached out to me. You know, she's whatever unreasonable. She's irritating. Right. I uh, got a better job somewhere else. Yeah. Right. But the, the true nature of that, or the, the, the starting point of that was that type of behavior, those yeah. small things that escalated over time. And mm -hmm. what's also, I find very interesting about jobs. You probably face this as well. When you have those kinds of things and you don't speak up and then say you do go to another job, it's going to be a new person just yeah. with a different face doing the same thing. Yeah. You bring it with you because it's, right. it's more about you and how you're relating to other people. Exactly. And it's on, it, it was on me. I, when I realized that this was a problem and it was impacting my work performance and my relationship with somebody I cared about. Yeah. I'm like, I have to take responsibility for, for trying to address this yeah. um, and not in an accusatory way. You always say this and that irritates me uh, or, or in an avoidance method. Uh, you know, I just, I wanted to just say, 
you know, let's, let's work on this community. Let me help you talk to me better um, yeah. if you're willing to do that. And then, you know, that, that conversation sort of bloomed into a, a much larger conversation about communication. And I think it, it, it improved the quality of our friendship in addition yeah. to our working relationship. Yeah. And it's, it's a uh, understanding most people don't do that also. So I think that yeah. If someone did that to me, I would be so caught off guard and so relieved that I didn't <laughs> have to right. That I would be if, really, all I have truly, to do is say this relieved. first. <laughs> yeah. And and like that the person actually spent the time to yeah. think about that and approach me in that way. Yeah. Um because I would say ninety-nine percent of people just wouldn't bother. They wouldn't bother. But most people are also doing the best they can with what they know. So if I don't sure. know another way. I don't know. I do things in X, Y, Z fashion. I don't know. There's A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all these other ways, right? Because I'm not used to doing that. And that ties back into the early part of the conversation where it's, it's awareness that there are other ways, not just that, oh, this person doesn't communicate well because they don't communicate the way I do well. It's that this person communicates differently and that that's okay. And that it's not, uh, it doesn't make my communication bad. It doesn't make theirs bad. It's just that our combination isn't working. Let's find a different way to make it work. Right. Now, when you when you get to that point, you're like, okay, there's no judgment here. There's no good or bad or right or wrong. It's just about what's effective and what isn't. Uh, right. And then you can find your way through that, especially if those relationships are important and and make them work better. Yeah. And I think yeah. that awareness of that, that it's not bad because somebody doesn't communicate right. the same as you. I know for myself over the years, I have often felt that way. And I think that's yeah. an easy out too to say yeah. that somebody communicates quote bad. So then, <laughs> it, 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 for me, my it, like in relationships, let's say that would be the way that I would push somebody away. Well, they don't right. communicate my way, so they must be bad. Right. That's an excuse to push the person away. So. Or- the other side of that, we say, well, I must be a poor communicator because I can't make myself be heard or understood here. That's just as bad. You right. Know, you and take the blame on yourself, on yourself yes. and then you walk mm-hmm. away. I'll just, you know, I'll just move on, you know, and just right. let, yeah, that's, that's not fair either. No. And, and it's, and it's something that's very, a very easy way to beat up on yourself and yeah. really pull yourself down. But we do have to remember it, it is literally 50, 50, every communication, every interaction it's that two we way have. street, right? Right. <laughs> exactly. As you said, right. And we've got our, <laughs> what we're bringing to it and the other person yeah. is bringing something. Yeah. And if you want to find a way to work through that, you have to be willing to look at other ways. And I think you also have to be willing to explain your way. Yeah. Like you did, right? Because sometimes that's hard. Sometimes it's hard to under, like if you haven't really thought about it or you don't mm-hmm. really know what your preferred style is. I mean, as we talked about, we mentioned two ways to understand communication. Yeah. There's many, many more. There's probably there. more than five. Right. Yeah. right. And so it, it, it's, it's worth, I think, understanding your own communication style to be able to explain that yeah. to somebody, to be able to be willing to get what you want right. in communication and it, with other people. It took me a while to, to become aware of that. It took me a yeah. while to become aware that it was, like a thing to be aware of first yes and then to become aware of it and to think about it and to reflect on it and then to be able to go to another person and just go hey look you know there's a problem but here's a possible solution you know that even that sometimes like you said we just go oh it's just not worth the effort or they don't they won't care it's gonna be difficult or whatever um and you know i think if i may that kind of gets us into the concept of of conflict resolution which you brought up at the beginning of the the show which I, i wanted to talk about um, that's a very, that is a very low intensity conflict. What I just talked about in right. that, that email thing, yes. but it is a conflict. Yes. Um, 
And so we just talked about two ways of, of dealing with conflict or three, maybe one avoidance, you know, just leave. Um, yes. The other is, you know, non-confrontationally, just try to accept it and deal with it. And, and you kind of push it down and, and, you know, yeah, I think that ends up being, you know, generating resentment or, or damaging mm-hmm. the relationship. And the third one is some sort of confrontation. Um, but there's multiple ways to do that too. Some are aggressive and some are more right. loving and open and, and communicative. Um, I think it's something that we don't do enough uh, is, is uh, keep in our minds the necessity of conflict resolution. Uh, it's so easy. And I've done this a lot in my life to just, you know, when things go sideways, just, just take off, you know, yeah, leave, run, go yeah. the other way. That's yeah, there's other same. people, there's other jobs, there's other places. Yes. I'll just find somebody that, that I fit better with, you know? Yes. Yeah. But then it repeats. As I said, the cycle, yeah. it's a different person, different face, but the exact same behaviors. It brings out the same emotions. It, you're faced with the same thing until mm-hmm. you actually decide to do something about it. I remember realizing that pattern early on in my job. I was like, well, damn, I'm just recreating this every <laughs> job that I go to. So I'm the constant here. So maybe there's something I need to look at. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, I've had a number of, I mean, we've all had a number of conflicts in our lives where uh, you just got to the point where you're like, okay, this town ain't big enough for the both of us. Yeah. Um, but, but really is that, and that's, and that's brings in the third topic of, of pathways to redemption. Can we really afford to just like, well, you move to another town or I will, how many towns do we need before we all find a town where we fit perfectly? Right. There right. isn't that, that doesn't happen. There's, right. you know, the last two people on earth will find something to fight over, you know, right. um, uh, it's just in our nature. So it's important that we don't look at conflict. I feel as a, okay, well, I just can't deal with that person or I'm just yeah. not going to address this, or it's just not worth the trouble um, that we look at it as, Hey, here's an opportunity. Like I did in, in the story I told earlier mm-hmm. to reflect, to, to look at my own expectations to try to come up with a, to find out if the other person was willing to negotiate it, you know, yeah. Hey, can we talk about this? Um, and to look for a solution that was going to be beneficial to both of us. I get less annoyance. You get better work. Right. What's not to love win, about win, that? Right. right. Well, yeah. and I think if she had not been willing to talk to right. you, let's say for some reason, I mean, that was, a, that would be a completely different situation then, then, yeah. then the, you know, wanting to leave or find another job or whatever it is. And maybe that is that, the right approach. Right. That would be, but, I think, I mean, again, I'm not trying to generalize because everybody's situation is different, but most people would be so caught off guard. I think that somebody was bringing that to them, that, yeah. that topic of here's how to communicate with me or here's what I need from you that, that yeah. I think they would be so shocked. They would stop and <laughs> like, wouldn't know what to do. What? Okay. <laughs> Are you trying to you're... solve a problem? <laughs> what? Right. Right. So that, um, and I think it also shows, you know, as, as we, you think back through your, your life of friendships or um, maybe friends that have come and go relationships that have come and gone and the, the behaviors you exhibited during those times, not to go back and go down on yourself or like, like, you know, put yourself down, but to think how far you've, you've come and see how far you've come and and realize as you, I I feel like as I get older, um, it's worth the effort. It is worth the effort to maintain these friendships. It's worth the effort to, um, not believe that everything, it has to be my way or the highway kind of thing. Right. And so if we can start to do these um, little things, like you were saying, yours wasn't a huge conflict. It, it wasn't a, you know, a, a very um, full of a lot of energy or anything like that. Right, at that right. point, It could have gotten to it, but it wasn't. But if you start to do those in small areas, you'll find that in bigger areas of your life, it's easier to have those conversations. Right. You so. develop the skills and, and the willingness yeah. uh, and, and the confidence. You re- yeah. And you realize the value of it as it comes back to you, you go, you know what? That was that conflict was a lot less 
conflictive than I thought it was going to be. Right. I built this thing up in my mind. This was going to be, they're going to be angry. They're going to fire me. I was going to lose all these, the friend, the job, the whole thing. And it turns out they were just like, oh, thank you. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. That actually right. It worked out much better than expected. Um, and, you know, you look back on your, any, anybody that's had relationships, whether they're work or family or, or romantic or friends or whatever, and you look back on the, on the landscape, I do this now and then, of, of all the people you've left behind. And, yeah. and, you know, it's easy to say, well, they were all bad actors or they were all bad for me or, you know, this girlfriend did this thing and I had to, to end it or whatever, whatever. But is that really the case? You know, is it just or is it just, you know, like dismissive? You know, so when I tell people that I have ex, well, exes, I hate the word exes, but uh, I have exes that are still friends. They're like, what? I'm like, you know, just because one part of the relationship didn't work doesn't mean I'm going to throw the whole thing out. And right. it took work to like rebuild a friendship or a familial relationship or whatever. But I wanted to preserve that. It's a little weird. But, you know, what if instead of just moving on from everything, you could say, hey, uh, we came here and with these sec- expectations and maybe it's not working out for us. Maybe you could work it out too. Also, that's the thing. But if we're going to end it, let's not go all the way to zero. Let's just dial back to where we were that was working, you know, and, and hold on to that. So it, when I yeah. talk about pathways to redemption, I don't mean here's a bad person and now they're going to be good again. I mean, here's a relationship that went bad. Uh, for reasons that we probably can explore and 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 examine and and deal with and then and then sort of renovate the relationship itself, not the person because right. they were probably doing the best they could at the time most people are um, if we believe in the goodness of people, and uh, you certainly were right that 's your narrative to yourself. I did the best I could I gave right. everything right and that 's probably what they 're thinking too exactly um, so can we not just let go of the, the irritation and, and the expectations, you know, you should write to me this way and don't say thoughts, um, but go, Hey, let's rebuild this relationship. And it may not be what we thought it was going to be. It may be different, but um, why we can't just excommunicate everybody. We can't run everybody out of town on a rail that, that crosses us. Otherwise, if we did, we'd be alone. And that's exactly. not where we want to be. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, it, it reminds that pathway to redemption reminds me of, I had a so we had a circle of friends here and there was one friend in the group who um, we just never quite lined up together. It was yeah. just not a, it just, there was nothing particular that happened. It just, Divide I don't was know. Off. I, yeah. It was just off. Yeah. Yes. And so we would hang around and, you know, and I would just kind of keep my distance. I wasn't, um, I didn't dislike the person, but I also didn't enjoy being around them. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, but I knew all my other friends were friends with this person. So I never, I never really brought it up. I never really, t- I didn't want to be that person that went around trying to get all get the other people. <laughs> right. No, I didn't. That's not what I wanted at, at yeah. all. And, and I, and they knew that they were, I was very yeah. clear about that, but we did have, there was one, um, one time where somebody mentioned to her, they were all drinking and they mentioned her and I wasn't there. And they mentioned to her that I didn't like her. And I was, oh. I didn't like that. I was really mad about that. Yeah. I was like, um, just because we're not, you know, I'm not like best friends with this person. That doesn't mean I want this person you to sure. say these things and hurt this person. And the way I explained it to her was it's like an ex-boyfriend, right? Like if you don't work out ex-girlfriend, whatever, if you don't sure. work out, it, it doesn't necessarily mean I wish something bad on the person. Right. right? right. And that's how I felt about this friend. I like thought of it as like an, an ex kind of relationship where it just didn't work out. I don't yeah. wish anything bad on the person. I also, but I don't wish to be around them either. Sure. And, well, not, not plus is not negative. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I'm not into you, that doesn't mean I'm, I dislike you. Yeah. I right. I just yeah. choose We just, there just isn't a match here. Yeah. And, yeah. and, yeah. and I know that. And so I, I really, um, 
it really bothered me that that person did that because I didn't want that person, even though I didn't care for the person, I also didn't want them hurting. And now it's awkward. (laughs) Right. And so it just kind of the whole dynamic upset. Right. It just got, it was weird after that. But, and I also had that happen in a, in another professional situation where a person I was working with, um, I didn't care for, they, I was having a hard time with this person um, for various reasons, but we were on a meeting at one point and another person started really badgering this person and mm. being very rude. And, and then I found myself kind of wanting to protect the person, like, right. and, like speak <clears throat> up and, and, you know, defend them. Yeah. Yes. And I, I thought that was interesting too, because the, the pathway to redemption, you know, you think, you think you don't like somebody for certain reasons. Sure. And then when you see the, the human side of them, when you see other parts that it, it, it I feel like in that situation, it changed my view of that person. Cause it, right. it helped me see them as more human. Not that I didn't see them human before, but all I could see I was the dislikes. You saw them getting kicked around a little bit and you're like, Hey, yeah. that's not fair. <laughs> I'm right. actually going to, Hey, wait, don't, you know, just because, right. uh, you know, Hey, now I'm on her side and, and why are you guys coming down on both of us? Making right. us into a, a, into a conflict. Yeah. Um, I, I can see that, uh, you know, sometimes, we get, and again, it goes back to the beginning where you're talking about communicating your way. You know, I've met people and I'm just like, you know, you seem like a decent person, but I'm not sure I'd really want to hang out with you if it was just the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that, but we're in a larger group and I'm cool with you as long as you're not, you know, mean to me or, or, or rude. And then you hang out with that person a little bit more and you're like, you are kind of rude <laughs> to me, yeah. Yeah. you know, and maybe they're sensing that I'm not into them. And so they're pulling back from me and it's just, it's just awkward. And at some point, you know, you can just be like, well, I'm just going to leave this group. And then you cost yourself all the other friendships or you can stay in the group like you were saying. And, and yeah. like, then the, the rest of the group has to have an intervention and like create trouble. Uh, or, you know, maybe just take that person aside one-on-one and go, Hey man, let's me and you just hang out together once. Yeah. And like, let's get to know each other. Maybe we've got some common ground that, that can at least sort of diffuse this weirdness, you know? Yeah. And it turns out that you both like bowling and you're like, well, let's go bowling. And then you have a great time together. And you're like, you know what? Bob's cool. We bowl together. It's all good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be this. We're best friends in, in the right. friend scenario. I mean, there, and I, I guess the point of this, of talking about this and, and bringing this up is because it kind of goes back to what we were saying about communication in our way yeah. and the way we see things. I think right. that, that, that cascades out into our life. If we're willing to look at it with communication, can we be willing to look at it in other areas where, because I do Absolutely. something this way, um, it, it doesn't mean it's the only way. And, and I, my one friend told me one time, her husband kept always told her, well, just because you think it's that way or you do it that way, doesn't mean everybody else does. Doesn't mean it's it right. It doesn't, <laughs> right. It doesn't seem, it's not like life-changing information, but it's, it's really easy to forget when we're in our own mind and we're caught up in our own thoughts. Sure. And, and the key to me, the takeaway is that there is no one way of doing things. Right. Um, when we're talking about a world with billions of people in it, there are some commonalities you're going to find repeating patterns. But, you know, j- there is no one right way to, to, to say a thing. You know, yeah. <clears throat> my idea of how to deal with a, a, a fight uh, might be to, you know, put it on pause and step outside for a minute and calm down and come back at it with a new perspective. That other person might take that action as, as a, a slap in the face. Yeah. You know, uh, and yeah. so you know, we both might be right, you know, and that's not yeah. to say that everything is relative, but to some degree things are. Um, but the sooner we recognize that there are more than one way to do things and that our expectations for other people's behavior really are our expectations for ourselves. Right. And that maybe sometimes you need to let go of those a little bit and yeah. let other people be who they are, find out who they are, 
you know, ask somebody, Hey, how do you like to be communicated to, which sounds like a weird question, but really isn't. Um, And there's more than five love languages. Let's be honest with ourselves. That's a nice book and it's a nice uh, uh, (laughs) basic concept, but you know, everybody communicates differently. Everybody thinks differently uh, in small ways, sometimes in large ways. And it's on us if we want to be more self-reflective or self-aware, those of us who, who are doing the work to do that, it's on us to go to those people and introduce those topics in a way that's not yeah. threatening, that's not challenging, that's not judgmental, and, and that, that is coming from a position of, I want to build our relationship better. I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm not saying I'm wrong. I'm saying, let's work at this if you're open to it. Yeah. And, you know, you, you brought that up about the relationship and just real quick, I want to share the story because this was very, this was very life-changing to me and taught me actually a better way to do things, which is also yeah. what you get if you're willing to be open to different ways yeah. of doing things. Um, my previous relationships were always the fighting seemed to always be knocked down, drag out, screaming kind of fights. Right. My current boyfriend was not that way. And I remember the first time we kind of had a little <clears throat> fight and I remember like inhaling, getting ready to <laughs> unload. Racing for impact. Right? <laughs> and he didn't, he didn't do that. Yeah. He was, and he didn't walk away either, Yeah, but he was like, I'm not going to engage with you in that way. And you're like, what? And I, I, I was, I was like, it like completely caught me off guard. Like I didn't, uh-huh. I was speechless because I was like, I had always done it this way and I didn't know there was another way. Yeah. And I remember being floored by that and, and really, really thinking about, I mean, that really was a big change for me to be able to engage in conflict like that and not have right. it be a screaming match. So right. I bring that up because if there's, if you're willing to open yourself to different, to, to other styles of communication, to way other people do things, you may find that you like their ways better and you're able yeah. to, you know, use some of those things in your own life and, and it's yeah, better for you. And, and I would follow that up by saying the purpose of, of engaging in a conflict, conflicts will arise of their own, right. but the purpose of engaging with it is not to decide who's right and who's wrong. Right. Right. It's not even always to like get the, the correct information or to decide the proper path. Uh, the, the purpose of engaging in a conflict is to resolve that conflict to the satisfaction of all parties, if possible. Yes. Yes. And that isn't always going to be your way or my way or the highway. It's sometimes it's going to be compromise. You know, it's going to be like, okay, I'm going to, try. <laughs> I, I pledge to do better. And, uh, but I, I, this is important to me and this is why I would like you to understand that. Uh, you know, there's a lot of like, it gets messy. So there's it, never expect conflict to be like, it's super easy to go get out. I'm yeah. leaving. You yeah. know, that's, that's too easy. It's too easy, you know, and then you'll end up alone and, and, and yeah, that's alone. the, that's the, uh, that way is to me, that's the easy way out because you're trying yeah. to it's also you the worst face way it. Yeah, exactly. right. Right. It's really not engaging in the conflict. It doesn't solve it's, it's, anything. Right. You're not solving anything. You're just carrying, like you said, you'll carry that same problem onto your next relationships. But the purpose of engaging in that conflict is to preserve the relationship. You got, yeah. let's say you had, you know, a thousand people on a moon colony. You can't just start throwing people out the airlock. Pretty soon, you know, you're going to throw one too many people out of the airlock and then the whole colony is going to shut down because you don't have enough people to do the jobs that need to be done. Right. Our our lives are the same, um, you know, just in a larger scale, but also at a much smaller scale. Our friends and families are our sort of team and uh, we need each other. And so when we have those conflicts that are inevitable, the, the purpose of engaging in them, it should be should is a big word but should be to find a resolution that works for everybody. Yeah. You know, that also helps build the relationship in a way, not a, not a, an, a, an angry, ugly 
uh, a compromise that just like leaves splinters for, for, you know, pain to right. come out of later, you know, don't divide it up and, and, and leave everybody pissed off. Um, but a compromise that, that gives everybody enough of what they want uh, and a pledge to do better in the future that you can move forward uh, together as a group. That's, that should be the purpose of engaging in conflict. That's where that redemption thing comes in. It's not just them you're redeeming. It's the relationship. Yeah. Or you're throwing it away. So there. Yeah. And we all have a choice in this and it's um, you know, these obviously if um, if you, because you will end up alone if you keep throwing everybody, every relationship out. So it's, and, and, and we all have to deal with people. So you have to learn this in one way or the other, unless you're planning to stay home the rest of your life and never, I don't need nobody. (laughs) Right. No, that's no, absolutely not. Yes, you do. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, I mean, and I know we could go on for a long time about this. Of course we could. We'll come, I'll come back for another show. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So my guest this week has been Alex Martin, and we've been talking about better communication. And before we close out, is there any closing thoughts, Alex, that you want to leave with the listeners on this topic of communication? Yeah. Listen more, you know, Um, and I'm saying that to myself. I talk a lot, obviously. So listen more. Um, Don't just wait for your turn. Like you mentioned, listen And sometimes repeat back to people what you're hearing in your yeah. own words and ask them to do the same just to make sure that you're, you're clear. You know, it's not just about, okay, I heard you, I heard the words, you know, now I'm going to go do the thing I was going to do anyway, you know, but really listen, process, check back with people um, and work toward that, that, that commonality, that understanding that you, that makes relationships work. That's all. Yeah. And, and I would add to that almost like listen with new ears. Like, see if, because I know from, we had this, I was talking with my boyfriend last night, we were having a conversation and I can't remember exactly. It was something like, um, I don't even remember what we were talking about, but I overlaid something that I thought I heard him say negative and he didn't say it. And (laughs) so I was, it's like, I was listening with negative ears. So my, my suggestion would be to maybe soften those negative ears as much as you can as, you know, this week, as you go forward and you're in your, um, interactions with people, see if you can listen with new ears in a different yeah. way that maybe you haven't done point. before and see if you hear something different. Yeah. A lot of times we go in expecting a certain thing. And so we're listening for those things only and we're not really right. hearing what they're saying. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a good point. Yeah. So All right. Alex, it's been great to have you back. Can you let the listeners well, know how they can find out more about you? Yeah. Um, you can find me on, uh, I have a YouTube channel. Uh, I'm just building on, if you look for moonshots dash a V that's M O O N S H O T dash a V. Uh, dot com. Uh, that's my website. You can see my YouTube videos on there. I'm starting a new series about calming down and 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 being slower in your life and nice. focusing on the things that are important. So about one up, yeah. doing that. And uh, yeah, that's it. You can also email me. Um, um, my email is there on the site. Okay. If you want to talk, I'll... I'd love to. I love talking to people. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I'll link to that in the show notes so everybody can find you. Uh, you've been listening to the Create What You Speak podcast, brought to you by WebTalkRadio.net. You can also hear the podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite podcasting platform. I'm Sloan Fremont, and I hope you'll join me for the next episode of the Create What You Speak podcast, where we will continue to free our minds, expand our consciousness, and untangle those thoughts and patterns that keep us from living the life we desire. Check out my website, sloanfremont.com, to learn more.